piece of me? Do I feel like Well, do you bunk? Good morning, Vietnam! I love the smell of napalm in the morning. You're gonna need a bigger boat. I feel the need. The need for speed. I wish I knew how to quit you. Love means never having to say you're sorry. You do! You'll shoot your eye out, kid. The events that you're about to witness today is based off of a podcast. Hey guys, how you doing? Happy Wednesday. Welcome to a new episode. Welcome to episode 266. Welcome to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And welcome to the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Juan, and I'm joined by the cast, the crew. Ed? What's up, guys? So far, so good. How about yourself? Good, good. And also joined by the 4K the, bad guy. The 4K Nick. bad guy. What's up, everybody? What's it's, been, up? it's been a while. Uh, the last movie we did together, right? Uh, Return of Michael Myers or <laughs> Halloween. Yeah, it was Halloween, the return of Michael Myers. Uh, last spooky season. Was it the infamous library episode? It was indeed. We talked about the library and all the movies that you can find at the library. So a whole year later, uh, Nick is back and we're talking another horror movie. Um, but Nick, the last horror movie me and you talked about was also the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That was my uh, uh, quote-unquote retirement uh, episode there. <laughs> I did sit down from Friday 14 podcasts, which I was normally featured on. So it's the last good episode. And then, Ed, the last, one of the first few movies that me and you talked about was The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, episode four, 2018. Fast forward so many years later, now we're on episode 266, talking all about the 2003 version of The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, 262 episodes later, man. Yeah. Ain't that something? Thanks, everybody, for listening, wherever you're listening to this podcast at. If you're watching on Facebook Live or Emisawa Productions' YouTube channel, again, thank you for joining us. Uh, man, what a week it's been. What a, what a, what October's already here and gone almost. We're on our second week of October. Last week, if you guys did not get to listen to it, we talked all about Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. Um, you can go back and listen to it and click on any of those links that you see on the YouTube channel, uh, facebook.com forward slash the cinnamon movie podcast. The Instagram is all one word, the cinnamon movie podcast um, X formerly known as Twitter. You can catch us at cinnamon four zero five. And then the email easiest, fastest way to get a hold of us is C I N E M E N nine two one at gmail.com. That's cinnamon nine two one at gmail.com. Um, you guys can go and check out all of our social media. Go back and listen to last week's episode. Um, it was a pretty fun episode. We got to go back and uh, talk about the birds and Big Mitch and all of the, um, you know, incentives that, that brought Big Mitch together for the birds. As well as some of the things that were going to happen that weekend. We, there was a, there was a formal... Uh, arrangements made between two uh, members. There was. There was. As, as you can see, some of it is off until it is until my razor <laughs> died, and then oh, I have to charge it. And I'll knock off the rest of this beard. I'll lose probably like five pounds. <laughs> I had the I had my <laughs> shit charging the entire weekend. 
I was out in Dallas actually, and I was going to come home if it happened and go from there. So, um, but guys, let's get ready to get into the episode. Um, if you like, I said, if you guys haven't listened to it, go back and listen to last week's episode. Uh, the birds, I believe, it's also streaming on Peacock. So if you want to catch up, go to watch it and send us some emails about the birds and send us some emails about Texas Chainsaw. We're going to talk about uh, emails, open the email bag next week uh, on our Conjuring 2 episode. So uh, let's start with you, Ed. Do you have any recent watches or anything you want to recommend to anybody? Uh, well, I did watch the Meg 2. Um, not too bad, honestly. I really liked it. Thought uh, it, they're opening or they're leaving it open for a three. Uh, so there's that, you know. But... Yeah, it delves in a little bit more on the multiple side, not just you know one, but oh, here come you know another one or two and all that. They're they're actually showing multiple, so there is that. Uh, Jason Statham, of course, is still in the water a lot, uh, but yeah, no. Other than that, I gone ahead and got uh, this movie kicked out and on the way. Yeah, I was that was most of my. Uh, Weekend uh, movies had a short, lot of stuff going on. Short, quick week. Texas Chainsaw, Meg Two, Nick. Uh, what about you? What, what do you want to dive into? Did you have anything you want to recommend? Recommend. Um, I uh, recently had watched The Exorcist, uh, new one. Um, it's a decent watch. Um, don't go with high expectations. I just that's my advice. Um, I got got around seeing the uh, new VHS movie, VHS eighty. I believe. Or, what is that? Is uh, that the fourth or fifth one now? That's the sixth one. Oh. Uh, the third Shutter uh, movie exclusive. A um, couple of 4K pickups that I actually got around seeing were um, Last House on the Left, the remake. Um, what else? I had that uh, It Follows uh, nice box set. So I got around rewatching that as well. And uh, the one we were reviewing today, that's another uh, movies that are like hush hush. Like, I'm not gonna have <laughs> guilty so, pleasures. Nick, I, I, I wanted to ask you like, so many people are trashing the new Exorcist movie, and you said don't go into it with high expectations, even though you probably went into it with, with not very high expectations. Did you still like enjoy it or like non spoiler rating? Like, how many stars would you give it out of 10? Out of 10? <coughs> I would sit somewhere on um, a five and a half or a six. Five and a half or a six. Okay. Yeah. It's not bad, but not good, but it's all right. It's really tough, though, to follow a horror movie like the original Exorcist that was just so groundbreaking. Even, you know, 30 some odd years later, 40 some odd years later, like... I don't know, man. It's just like I, I, I can't wait to go see it, and I, I appreciate that it's still kept in that same universe. But I don't know. Uh, I just wanted to get your take on. It. I'm kind of glad you gave that little rating. Now, are any of the sequels of the original Exorcist mentioned in this, or even, or is this just like a straight sequel? Or I'm, I'm sure it's a straight sequel. Like it's like I'm sure the other ones don't even matter. It's just the first one and this new one. Yeah, they're playing that whole uh, recall route again. Um, it's done by Debbie Gordon Green, which did Halloween. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we're basing it off that. Um, 
So I'll rapid fire through mine. I watched every single Texas Chainsaw Massacre in the franchise, um, except for the Netflix movie. Because that, that, that sucks. Ooh. Um, I checked out Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, because it's available on Peacock. Um, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, was, which is a fun first-time watch, as well as Silent House. Um, and then some other horror movies just to, to get through, like My Soul to Take, Frank and Weenie. It Chapter One, uh, Casper. But if I had to recommend anything, honestly, go to HBO Max or Max and check out as many uh, Texas Chainsaw movies as you can. I believe Psycho's on Peacock. Um, oh, so go, go check it out. I did have one more. Uh, you know the one, No One Will Save You? Oh, the one on Hulu. Yes, that's the one I asked you guys to check out last week. Uh my uh, my wife actually was like, this movie's weird as shit. I want you to see it. And I'm just like, well, what makes it weird as shit? And yeah, you know, got the got the pleasure of watching that. I sat through it and I thought it the first half was okay, but the last like 30 minutes was just like, what are you doing? Like I, I did not appreciate the last 30 minutes of it. It, it literally was- it literally to me dropped the rating from like an eight to where I wanted to give it. To almost like a five or a six, it layered itself too much. Yeah, like it kept like some of her scenes were good, <laughs> but then it, it it dropped the ball on the vision. You know what I mean? Like, why why was that necessary to show us something that she felt bad about when it was already insinuated with you know like the mom slapping her and other stuff like that? That that it just was kind of like. You, you could have done so many different things like in that hole, but you just chose something kind of eh, throwaway like that. So yeah. I, I agree. I mean, honestly, like I'd say up until the point she first leaves the house and gets to the, the town, that, that was, that was very, very good. You know, um, I, I'd have to say, once the third element came into play, uh, that was when it kind of started dropping downhill for me just because it was just like, okay, I, I, I get the extras, but this is getting to be a bit too many layers. You're trying too hard. Stop it. <laughs> and then the vision just like dropped it off for me. So it's like, okay. Uh, also joined here by Craig. Craig, do you have any recent watches or anything you want to, Talk about, did you finish, uh, are you caught up with Asuka? And uh, you checked out Loki? Ahsoka? I, I have not checked out Loki <laughs> yet. Um, I did finish Ahsoka. Um, didn't really watch anything this past week. Um, checked out Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Massacre for today. Um, checked out the Red River Rivalry. Um, and that was it. <coughs> Yeah, that was it. Let's get into the top five. Um, We don't bring them around every single week now, but uh, we decided to pop this one out. So let's talk our top five horror villains.
guys, we're talking our top five horror villains. Um, it could be any villain from any kind of genre of horror. Um, it could be the icons that that are always mentioned. It could be you know, it could be anybody. So let's let's get ready to talk about it. Um, I have one honorable mention that I'll just run through. If anybody else has some, go ahead. Um, we're going to talk about him today. The Sheriff, R. Lee Remy, um, from Texas Chainsaw The Beginning and from Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2003. Um, I was going to mention something about him, but like I said, we'll, we're talking about him today, so I'll wait. Anybody else have any honorable mentions? No. no. Um, I'll go ahead and throw in the, the Collector. He's a, I think he's a pretty unique killer. Uh interesting it's a creep the, the collector <laughs> is someone who like is like a crackhead who ends up becoming a smart psychopath like that's that's where you get the collector from like if if crackheads could talk that's what mm. the collector is <laughs> um ed let's start with you what's your number five core villain uh number five i'm gonna mm -hmm. go ahead and put well, Ghostface in this, uh, and the only reason I'm putting him kind of lower is because it's played by multiple uh, persons. Um, I mean, honestly, it's kind of one of the most realistic ones that you can think of. It's kind of one of the scarier ones, to be honest, just because there is so much they can do with it. But on top of that, they usually keep it more on the realistic side. I mean, honestly, like, just some jackass kids usually, you know, portraying it or, you know, vengeful brothers, exes, uh, family members, anything. So Edward. Yeah. Edward could be Ghostface. You never know. I mean, honestly, like that's one that like truly could become in the real world. Luckily, you know, no one has done something stupid like that yet. Number five for me is going to be uh, Kevin Wendell Crumb. From Split, played by James Mc, Mc, James McVoy. Um, I wanted to pick villains throughout the horror genre that maybe have just been, you know, uh, somebody truly that you're rooting against. You know, at even some point in a certain Texas Chainsaw movie, you're like, man, I kind of want Leatherface to, to do good in this. Same thing with Halloween. Same thing with maybe a Friday the 13th. Some of those movies, they turn the villain into a sympathetic uh a sympathetic foe, if you will. So I'm like, let me pick out some movies that almost throughout the whole movie, you're just like, God, why can't this guy just die or go away? Um, so number five for me is going to be uh, Kevin Wendell Crumb or whatever of the many faces and names that he has in that movie from Split from 2016, um, played by James McVoy. So that's my number five. Hedwig. Nick, what's number five for you? Mine's not really in the traditional <laughs> slasher realm where it's more of a vengeful spirit ghost. Um, I don't know what you mean. From the grudge, Kyoko. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I just nice. really big fan of the yeah. I mean it have to be the best best movies of all the genre, but I just like I love the idea of just essentially walk in the in the house and you're screwed and she don't care if you're a kid, baby, whatever, and she'll come after you. So that's the person you don't want to be ruined for either, but no mercy. No, no mercy. mercy. No F's given. Good game. <laughs> Craig, number five. Uh number five for me, <clears throat> I'm gonna go uh kind of generic. Uh Jason. 
I just think he's he's the big bruiser. You know, he's got a good backstory, and um, he's hard to kill. Just don't put him in space. <laughs> That's my if number five. Can, if you put him in space, he'll freeze over. Hell will freeze over. Um, Edward, number four. Number four, I'm going to go ahead and go with uh, Annie Wilkes. Uh, if most of you aren't actually, like, you remember she broke uh, broke some ankles. She a WNBA player? <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to pull me into a joke, and I'm not going to do it. Misery. <laughs> oh, misery. Okay, there we go. Misery. Uh, no, nah, man, another one kind of realistic. Uh, another one that this, this is one that, you know, you, you just kind of, yeah, she, she was at first like, okay, you know, like I, being a big fan and all that, but you're creepy. And then all of a sudden it went to, yeah, just no, you, you need to die. Oh, geez. Yeah. <laughs> like she That's needs true. to go away. That's another movie that should be on the watch list this week. Misery. It's a good, it's a good one. Uh, number four for me, I'll get, I'll get real quick through it. Uh, I watched it yesterday. Psycho Norman Bates. Um, again, one of those characters that probably like Ed said, uh, can actually happen, but Norman Bates just, you despise him because of how nice he comes off, how, you know, maybe good looking. He might be the boy next door and he just takes control and does away with, with his victims. Um, especially uh, in Psycho. So, yeah, number four for me is Norman Bates. Nick, who's number four for you? Now, I could go based off the generic. <laughs> the the Because uh, I do have my big four, but do I really want to just throw all the big four in the damn top five list? Um, I'll throw in top three, but um, for four, I'll, I'll slide in... Um, Detective Hoffman from Saw. He's he's a uh, he's one of those crooked cops. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's a good one. So Detective Hoffman for your number four, Craig. Number four for you. Uh, number four for me, man. I'm gonna go just because he's not the main villain. I'm gonna go Pyramid Head from Silent Hill. Um, it is a movie that I did watch recently. I completely forgot about it. Um, I know he's not the main villain, but he's that that presence when um, they go into. I'm not necessarily sure like what the the second realm is called, um, but you hear the sirens, turns to night, and all of a sudden, those pulling a gigantic sword behind him, and he's got this giant thing on his head, and he's. I mean, he's he's swole, so. Um, very eerie, very freaky, and definitely not one that you would want to run into. So that's my number four. Nice. Ed, we're in the top three. Uh, start us off. Who's your number three? Number three, uh, Rose Armitage. Armitage. No? Nobody? Get out? You get out. <laughs> you get out. It, mm. it was just like... She's one that is just like, okay, you know, seemed real sweet, sweet, seemed, 
honest and trustworthy and all that at first. The girlfriend, right? Yeah. And then all of Hmm. There's that. But you know, and then she just, sh- <laughs> just shit down your throat. Easy and man. you know, was was you know playing an extremely you know messed up card throughout the entire movie. And once you see it again for the second time, it's just like some of the yeah. some of the little things you pick up on is just yeah. amazing. Catch the nuances, yeah. Yep. That nasty white bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good number three, Ed. Uh, my number three is going to be Jack Torrance from The Shining. Um, episode, two. episode yeah, two. Episode two. That you know, The Shining is again one of those movies. It's creepy. Say what you will, whether he's possessed or he just kind of, you know, snaps and crisp and walls everybody. He's just at the end of the day, uh, he's just a villain that you want to just, you know. Freeze. Put him in the freezer. And uh, I don't think the movie could have done as good with somebody like different playing Jack. I know they made like a reboot uh, or a a different version, like a made-for-TV version of The Shining, and supposedly um, what's his name? The guy who writes the book. Stephen King. (laughs) Stephen King. Um, He liked that version better. And that's why nobody can remember his name. Stephen King, you know, mm. why would you like that version better? I don't know why. Um, but yeah, Jack Torrance is just an evil some bitch, and that's a that's a good movie. Jack so. Nicholson was evil. Oh yeah. <laughs> for himself. Yeah. Uh Nick, what do you got for number three? Number three, I'm going with our our boy for this movie today, uh Leatherface. Well, do you have more? Do you have, a, do you have a certain leather face, or is it just leather face in general? Ooh. You know, because uh, the first movie, the first film I've watched from the series was 03, so that's the one I lean towards more the just the overall look of this guy. That's good. Um, but I've grown to love the characters all around. I think Chainsaw is a pretty unique weapon. Even though it might stop at a few at times, but uh, that's that's all right. So hey, it still scares the pe- it scares the hell out of people at uh, the end of a haunted house. So it's an iconic sound, like you hear the the sound. <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah, some bitch's gonna get me. <laughs> I think the, the chainsaw adds a, a an element, like just the sound of the chainsaw adds an element to them. Oh, um, huge! Because you know it, it's it's like the the piano behind Mike Myers. It, it's when you hear the chainsaw, you know that it's it's him. You know what I mean? So, oh, behave! Stop. <laughs> Wrong Bro, you you what, went which... into the joke. You went into my mm. joke. <laughs> but to ask which uh, which piano? You know. Craig, number five for you, or not number five? I'm going way back. Number three, number three. for you. Um, <laughs> number three for me is going to be Jigsaw from the Saw series. Um. I mean, I know he's kind of teaching them a lesson mm. to appreciate life, and he's really only taking people who you know have the issues and addictions. We all have those. Um, so his Mike, his Mike McCarthy are... should be on his list next. <laughs> he doesn't appreciate life. I I, I agree. Um, but yeah, <laughs> um, Jigsaw's my number three. 
top two. Edward, who's number two for you? Let me take that back. I'm sorry. Dak Prescott should be on that list, not Mike McCarthy. Jerry Jones? I pity a fool. Mm. Number two for me is going to be Pazuzu. Pazuzu. No? Nobody? I don't, what, I don't know what kind of Reddit thread you went down, but... <laughs> Pazuzu, that's uh. That's a uh, chocolate cookie at uh that's a Pazuzu. Never mind. <laughs> I was about to say what? Pazuzu. What do you what the Pazuzu? Yeah. The demon also, from the Exorcist. People acknowledge the demon more to Reagan when the name. Yeah. But yeah, Pazuzu's do the rule. Because I mean Reagan's not the Reagan's not the fucking villain. No, she's just a sweet innocent girl. <laughs> she, she's just an unfortunate little girl that got this bullshit put on her. So, you know, um, there are flashes of Pazuzu throughout the movie, uh, which supposedly a lot of people didn't catch. I don't see how they didn't, but whatever. Well, hold on. It depends on which version you watch, because if mm. there's a certain version, like certain versions don't, you don't see the demon. If you watch, what? if you watch the theatrical version, I believe the demon is not in there. But if you watch the uncut director's version, the demon's in there. Fair enough. But uh, you know, th there's there's all kinds of good stuff like that. Pazuzu was that demon Italian? <laughs> uh, it, does, it does sound like some good cheese. Pazuzu. <laughs> but the Pazuzu on the uh, plane too, you know. Somewhere there's an Italian man saying, "Let me." Give you an extra uh, unused magic spell from Harry Potter. <laughs> oh my god, start just like convulsing, like you're fucking possessed. But yeah, that would be my number two. Uh, that's a good one. It's a bastard. It's a bastard. Mm. Number two for me is Freddy Krueger. Um. You know, I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna use any of those big icons, but the moment you start fucking up my sleep, mm. you're a villain to me. <laughs> you know, and uh, yeah. is that why yeah, you I do it? When I call, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some of those sleeping. Some of those teenagers probably deserved it in those movies, but when you're, just, when you're just trying to sleep, just Change let me be. Mind. And it doesn't matter if it's you know uh, Robert England or the other guy. Uh, Freddy Krueger as a whole, just just don't bother me while I'm asleep, unless you're trying to wake me up and give me some. Uh, oh, breakfast! Oh. Breakfast! <laughs> it's a breakfast. Yeah, breakfast. That's what he means. Breakfast. 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 <laughs> Memphis. Mm. So yeah, Freddy Krueger's number two for me. <laughs> Nick, who do you have it to? At two, uh, it's, uh, your number three is my number two. Oh. Uh, Jack Torrance nice. or Jack Nicholson, just overall. I mean, terrifying man. Even as a Joker, Johnny. <laughs> Even as a Lakers fan on the sidelines, that's why I can't watch the games. Unfortunately, yeah. just it's there sitting. What? What's the bigger villain, him or the Lakers? <laughs> like, they're both Ooh. very horrifying. Everybody from California sucks. No, I'm just, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> you here, folks. <laughs> and there goes ten percent of our listeners. <laughs> For real. Please download me. I'm sorry. Craig, finish this out. What's number two for you? Uh, number two for me is going to be Patrick Bateman. 
American Psycho. Oh, nice. Good one. Any anybody who can uh, get his get his tick going from somebody having better business cards than him. Oh yeah. Uh, you're you're crazy, man. Or and, when he's uh, flexing, when he's like, you know, yeah, doing it. In the head, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but conceited, narcissistic bastard. No, nothing. Will, there's not many scenes that like make you just feel like a different way than whenever he's describing the music, putting on the trench coat. Dude, oh, Hugh yeah. Lewis in the, the news is the shit. Yeah, and so I mean, it's. He's a good villain, though. He's he's really terrifying, really crazy, and uh, Christian Bale. To For a second there, I thought you were gonna say Patrick Wilson. I was like, what? <laughs> the person? <laughs> Patrick Wilson. So, um, Conjuring movies. Who? So strangely enough, I mean, um, Conjuring movies. <laughs> Christian Bale, another person in the Batman series. <laughs> Nicholson. This is, see how this just turns into a Batman episode. Coincidence? Hey. I think uh, it all lines up. All right, Ed, finish us off. What's your number one? My number one. I'm gonna go have to go with my all-time favorite, Michael Michael Myers. Uh, Doctor Evil mean, or Michael Myers, sir? His name's uh, Michael. It's just Mike. The the character the character. Uh, the horror character. Now, um, in all seriousness, though, like that—that's one that like I've always kind of flocked to. Uh, whether it's the um, original run, as bad or as good as you think it is, whether it's the uh, new run, uh, whether it's the Rob Zombie run, for that matter. Watch your mouth. You know, or whether whether it's. The greatest one of all time, you know, resurrection. Like, so, <laughs> yeah, he's not uh, gonna stand for this. <laughs> I know mm. he hates that one. Don't don't you disrespect Busto, okay? But uh, no. You know, for, for, uh, for a for a nice video later tonight, you guys just watch the Facebook Live video later that I'm gonna post up, and you guys you'll see my hatred for Halloween Resurrection. <laughs> What grinds his gears? Uh, but no, uh, a, a certain live video just for you guys right after the episode. <laughs> but in all reality, Michael Myers is my top villain, no matter what. Just always been that way. Simple. Nice. Oh, uh, talk about villains and horror, though. Did you hear what's coming up as a video game? What's coming? Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Oh, nice. That should have been your number one. You could let into that. Since you're trying to promote stuff without telling me about it, I just thought it was. I don't fucking know what's you know. <laughs> I don't have product placement. I'm just mentioning. I thought it was cool since you're the one who introduced me to them. No, I did see that. I, I think that's. Uh, I think that's going to be a fun episode, or not a fun episode, but a fun. Uh, there we go. Resurrection sucks. <laughs> uh, Kidna. Hey, there you go. I agree. Resurrection does suck. He uh, originally, I never saw the demon. Fair enough. What's up, outlaw gaming? Um, number number one for me. Let's get this top five over with. Number one for me is going to be Hannibal Lecter. Um, yeah, exactly. Never have I ever 
not wanted to eat while watching a movie, and uh, he 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 does it he does it for you. So yeah, um, not so wanting to eat during a movie. Yeah, he's 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 gross. He's you know, um, but also if you watch Silence of the Lambs, and I'm not talking about any other movie, just that movie in, in particular, like there's also something inside you that makes you want him to do good because he's helping Clarice solve the case. But um, I still think he's like one of the biggest horror villains that I feel he like he doesn't get enough uh, credit due, probably because he doesn't have 13 fucking movies. Mm. Underrated. Yeah. Not enough Chianti and uh, fava beans. There you go. Uh, Nick, number one for you. Oh, I think uh, it's so my uh, my answer. So not gonna answer. No way. <laughs> um, let's be okay. I'll rephrase it. Um, Michael Audrey Myers. There you go. <laughs> oh shit! Num- bringing in number two. Okay. Number one, so we got two Michaels and Hannibal Lecter. Craig, finish us all off. Mine is just Mike Myers. Dr. Evil. It's Mike Myers as well. Um, Scotty, don't. uh, The sound, the the score. The breathing. um, The breathing. Everything about it. The the twistedness of the origin. um, it's It's all there to... Solidify a, a, a creepy villain. So, if you guys want to play along and talk your top five horror villains, email us uh, Cinnamon Movie Podcast on the Facebook, on the Instagram, on the Twitter is Cinnamon Four Zero Five, and then the email is Cinnamon Nine Two One at Gmail dot com. Uh, but guys, let's get into what we're talking about today. Today we are talking the 2003 version of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre with a release date of October 17th, 2003. So we're just a few days away from its 20th anniversary. Um, starring Jessica Biel, Jonathan Tucker, Andrew Braninski, Erica Learson, Mike Vogel, Eric Balfour, R. Lee Remy, directed by Marcus Nispel. Um, and produced by Jerry Bruckheimer. This is when Jerry Bruckheimer was touching any and everybody. Um, IMDb has it at six. IMDb has it at six point two. Rotten Tomatoes is at thirty-seven percent, um, while the Metascore sits at thirty-eight percent. Um, the budget was nine point five million dollars, and it grossed a little over one hundred and seven million dollars at the box office. After picking up a traumatized young hitchhiker, five friends find themselves stalked and haunted and hunted by a deformed chainsaw loon and his family of equal psychopathic killers. The events of that day were real for those five teenagers. Uh, Guys, let's dig into it. We talked about it in recent watches. Nick, you went and saw The Exorcist. How can you make a reboot, sequel, requel with the movie, the original being so just unbelievably amazing? So let's talk about it. We'll start with you, Nick. Um, do you remember the first time you watched Texas Chainsaw 03? And what was it like revisiting it for the episode? Um, 03. I was, was, he, was young. as <laughs> a kid. But I don't think I actually saw it until like maybe a couple of years after, I think. But 
See, uh, that's 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 kind of a thing, though. I, I didn't see the original, so I didn't really. Nothing was tarnished at that point. Oh yeah, for sure. That's, um, I remember my first initial viewing. That was good, and it was like years later on until like I started knowing about the other previous before that. <laughs> nice. Ed, we'll start next next up. Do you uh, do you remember the first time you watched it? And in a few short words, what was it like for the episode? Yeah, uh, it had to be 0405, somewhere in that year, not too long after uh, this. Uh, I mean, honestly, thought Jessica Biel was hot, so I was just like, I'll check it out, sure. You know. Uh, As did we all. Mm. <laughs> Why do you think Jessica there were so many like... viewerships for 7th Heaven? <laughs> <laughs> hey, chill, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we, we weren't watching it for the live lessons. To be fair, I don't know about you. To be fair, at the time, age was relevant for us. So, but yeah, I mean, honestly, there was a few things that I'd kind of overlooked or forgotten. So, yeah, in this uh, recent watch through, nice, Craig. Same, you remember the first time, and uh, or what was it like revisiting here for the episode? Yeah, I remember the first time. It was yesterday. Nice. So, first yeah, yes, yesterday Craig. is my first time. Um, I, I had remember. I remember. I think I had seen like a clip or the start of it, but I never finished the whole movie. Never sat down to really like watch the movie. So, uh, yeah, yesterday was my first time. Seen this numerous times. For the first time, I've seen it. Uh, you know, a movie store owner let a look. 13 year old come in and rent this for on on v on dvd uh god bless you one stop video um yeah and uh anything you know to get that business anything um and you know what it was creepy then uh i was just like you nick this was the first one that i had watched before the original um so re-watching the entire franchise this past week along with this one i will just say while watching this one i have appreciation so for but, appreciation for for this one. Mm. Um, so let's 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 dig into it. You know, the opening original movie, they pick up the hitchhiker, which was a family member. Um, before we get started, do you guys has anybody else seen the original? I so I don't have to reference so many. Craig, no, I think um, this is my first one of any of them. Okay, so. You know, they pick up a, a hitchhiker in the original who ends up being a family member. But in this one, they just pick up a hitchhiker who ends up being a survivor. Uh, or so we think or so we thought. We can kind of estimate on that when we get closer. Um, but five teens driving through Texas to get to a Leonard Skinner concert. Uh, also, a bunch of marijuana inside the van. Um, but they pick up the hitchhiker. She blows her brains out because she's <clears throat> she's got a gun hidden up her. Famous uh, mm. Winston would say, <clears throat> <laughs> her crab legs, her crab legs, <laughs> the pearl inside of her clam. Whoa! Mm. She was concealing a weapon. Um, but let's let's we'll put let's it. that. What do you guys think of the opening mm. scene? What's you know, it's very touchy. It's also very, like, gruesome. She does away with herself because they're actually going back to where she was leaving. Um, 
I put the, the blame on her. If she would have sat there and been like, yo, I'm not going back. This is what's over there. I'd be like, for real. I like, agree. just explain. Let's like, turn around <laughs> and go to another town. Yep. Look at them. But no, she's like, I'm not going back. I'm not going back. Nah, nah. I was like, all gonna die. You're all gonna die. They're all dead. Like that uh, shows you the traumatic experience that she had been through. Right. To not even want to talk about it. To not even want to probably think about it anymore. But she's she just finally like, escaped, and her her first thought was, if I have to go back, I'm gonna kill myself instead of like trying to break it down to them because. It's. I understand you have to do it to move the plot forward. Right, right, right. But, but I mean, like they could have just like, okay, you know what? We'll just go through. We're not stopping. We're not doing nothing. You know, kind of thing. Yeah, it's like I mean, and then Arlie Emery could have just pulled him over. Yeah, if if they right, if say say he pulls them over and she recognizes that's the cop. And then she's like, then, I'm not doing this. Yeah. That would be more that would make more sense as far as like a final a final choice. But she did it when there was plenty other options for them to choose from. And it's like at that point, it's like, I think you just wanted to do it. it but did you try? Yeah, she didn't try. She was a quitter. Mm. So, was. so would, you, would you guys Ed, you've seen it. Craig, you haven't. So would you guys, and same thing with you, Nick, if you want. Uh, so would you guys rather have the hitchhiker be a family member, like in the original? Because in the original, they pick up the family member. They don't know who he is. He cuts himself, freaks them all out. They they kick him out of the van, and they continue to go on while he's still following them on foot. Hitchhiker, do you even need a hitchhiker? How would you guys want them to get to the town? I think I think because we got we got to remember the whole plot of the movie is them calling the cops, and the cop ended up being a family a member. part of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I even... think I was gonna say I think the original idea of the family member trying to get picked up, and then having a whole incident happening. I I think that's like a more like sinister, sought out way of the family trying to lure people to be killed um whereas like picking up the hitchhiker who had just survived i, I mean i understand why i do it in this movie because fast forward it kind of comes full circle but i think the original idea is better honestly i don't even think you need a hitchhiker for that matter just because like they're going through the town either way <laughs> yeah but then you run into like a house of wax type thing this is true yep. nick what about you you think you like the hitchhiker in the original or do you like the hitchhiker in 03 I like both iterations, uh, but but the O three version. I mean, they had to start out with a bang, right? Literally, it <laughs> um, it's a bang. But it's pretty uh, creepy not knowing that you're you have this psychopath on on the van, <laughs> and then turning out to be a, a villain. While this one's more like a terrified person. To me, I. Think- I- as a viewer, if I'm watching this for the first time and I see that she doesn't even want to talk about it, she doesn't even want to focus about it, she just offs herself like that and says you're all going to die, and that's the way the movie starts off. To me, as a viewer, as a first-time viewer, I'm like, holy shit. If that's what happens in the first five minutes, what else other kind of hell 
is looming them if 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 she did that. What what is this Leatherface going to do that we haven't seen before? I I think both ways work. Um, I think I think the picking up of somebody who's a part of the family and not knowing what's on the other side of a simple call to the police to try and get them help. I think that's eerie in its own way, but I think like you said, her being a part of it and just the thought of going back to what she just got away from, she would rather die than be tortured again is also very disturbing. Uh, This movie in its own universe spawned off a sequel, which was produced as a prequel uh, it came out in 2006 called Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning. Um, and it happens years before this one. Uh, and you can see how the sheriff became the sheriff. You can see how the guy with the old grandpa with no legs, you can see how he gets his legs chopped off. Um, so if you guys want to go out there and check that out while you're listening to this, you can. It's on HBO Max as well. Um the whole waiting around for the sheriff, the sheriff comes and and you start getting the dialogue. Uh the torture from the sheriff. Um, what's our opening thoughts on Ari Lemmy, Ari Lee Remy as the sheriff? Um, a lot of you guys know him as the drill sergeant in uh, Stanley Kubrick's Full Metal, Full Jacket. Metal Jacket. Or the, uh, or the sergeant from Toy Story. Or yeah. the coach from Saving Silverman. Yeah. Or, oh, okay. <laughs> Um, but we'll just but, go one at a time. Yeah, just <laughs> what do you guys think? He's kind of the, you know, the one who leads this group. Um, would you Would you guys th- think of, think of the sheriff? Uh, I mean, he's just that. That voice is iconic. I mean, you immediately know as soon as you hear his voice. Like, even if you don't recognize his face, you're like, that's that's the voice from. Um, that's the voice from know. Toy Story, Mom. Yeah, that's personally me. But, um, I mean, it's just he has that voice that's iconic. You, 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 it doesn't really match with anybody else. He's very, even when he's not trying to be, his voice is very um, unique, pressing. And so, like, when he's just talking to you, you get that uneasiness that he's like, he's being a hard ass, even though he might not be trying to. So, it's like, and, and, and just like Full Metal Jacket, he was given full reins to kind of just go free and, you know, have open dialogue and, you know, um, who said that kind of do whatever he needs to do as far as, uh, improv and stuff. Yeah. Um, so getting to the house, you know, the house kind of looks a little different from the original, much bigger. Um, I gotta say kind of right off the bat, the one negative that I did not like was the Jedediah storyline in this one. Um, I don't think I see again, I see why and how this, the kids are brought into this, but I was not a fan of Jedediah or that storyline. Um, what do you guys think of Jedediah? Bro, he's how they got out, man. He risked his life. Mm. <laughs> Uh, Nick, Nick, do you uh, you want to chime in? What did, did you like the Jedi storyline? I mean, it kind of he saved them, but I mean, he's really just kind of just there, <laughs> not really. Like he does add somewhat to it, but it's, it's just like this little kid. 
Any meaning? No, yeah. Papa, don't hurt her. He's the same kid from uh, The Ring, isn't he? <laughs> 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 no, he looks like the one from the scary movie. Uh, oh, shit. like honestly, but I don't, I don't know. Um, Jedediah. Just a dirty little kid. Right? <laughs> In reality, all you need is Leatherface and and the sheriff. Those are like, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you, Nick. Um, kind of adding him into the the fold. I mean, you could you could have it in there as like there's a bigger family than just the sheriff, the mom, the grandpa, and or the no the no legs guy, and then the <laughs> Leatherface. Um, but I think also having him in there, I don't, I don't know. Like I said, I haven't seen anything, any others, but they using him as possibly being the next Leatherface. I don't know if that's something that happens or not, but I think that's a plot line that they could have used. It, it just felt like a wasted, honestly, a few wasted scenes and a wasted, you know, character. Um, and I know they wanted to be different from the original. The original was filmed like if it was a documentary, like if you're watching something you weren't supposed to be watching. And I know they added characters to this one, but I just kind of felt like it was just a wasted character. I don't know. It's something that could have made this movie like a nine for me and kind of just like lowered it down a little bit. Um, just because like I also have that I wanted to bring up what you guys think of the other additional family members like uh, the big lady, um, which is the mom, the grandma, and then you have the sister, which was confirmed that it's Texas, it's Leatherface's sister in the other trailer who kidnapped the other little girl. Um, so you have all these, ad again, additional scenes and additional family members. Like, Craig, like you said, did you guys think it should have just been the sheriff, maybe two family members, and Leatherface, like four, or they kind of opened it up and added like three or four extra here? I think if you keep it fairly simple, it, it's, you know, you have just keeping it fairly simple, I think is all you really need to do. And yes, he is the kid from the ring, Nick. The ring, the ring two and the rings. Oh, yep. He's rings? actually an American attorney. Well, he needs to sue somebody for them teeth that they put in his mouth. In this room. Here, here, put these on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Nick, oh, did you like the additional family members for this film? In this movie specifically, um, as far as Big Woman, I think I love I love her in the, the beginning movie. There's sort of that one specific scene that I'm pretty sure you know what I'm leaning towards. <laughs> I love her in What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Mm. Oh no, wrong big lady. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> but their setup was uh pretty nice, very deceiving. They try to play off like. Where it's nice to young women, or I say young, <laughs> to nice women. <laughs> You're here, have some tea, whatever. But there's always those characters throughout the movies where they try to play you like, yeah, they kind of fit the role. Very nice. Just one of them big old sweet Texas women that are like, bless your soul, have some more extra sweet tea. The hospitality. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, and it's just like when all whole, in reality, bless you means like she probably like, let me eat you. Mm. The the whole gas station scene is just, I mean, as a traveler, if I were to walk into a Bucky's or Seven Eleven 
or some other gas station and I saw flies chilling around the meat and it was mm. all decayed and everything like that. I'm not going to be like, this is the perfect spot to get some help. I'm going to be like, yo, I'm out of here. We talk, that's, extra, <laughs> that's extra flavor, bugger. <laughs> extra protein. protein. Oh, yeah. It's like, I blame the people for getting in that situation because they didn't see the signs. Here's your sign. It's the Ace of Base. And that was the gas station for <laughs> the hitchhiker, right? Tesla. They they went to the gas station after the hitchhiker. Yeah, I remember? Yeah, she yeah. she killed herself and then they drove up. That's what they're, oh. they're trying to. Yeah, he'll meet you down over by. Why stop? <laughs> nice. Why stop and get barbecue? And you got barbecue in the back seat, baby. You know what I'm talking about? This <laughs> <It's> lasagna. <laughs> he's he's about two hours out. Yeah, and if they told me like, "Oh, you got to go here to meet the sheriff," I'm like, "Dog, I'm rolling this chick mm-hmm. out of the car. Mm-hmm. Y'all can deal with it." It'd have been I like told you what's going it'd, on. It would have been like Will Smith and in Independence Day. Let me just leave this here with you. <laughs> yeah, and, and oh. like I said, I I blame the kids for getting into the situation because they didn't see the signs. Yep. Yep. We're supposed to do with a dead body in the back of our van. What you do is like, on on your on your own. Yeah, she tells him like do do with it what you want, and I was like, all right, I'm rolling him out. He's you killed her now. It's your problem. Yep. But uh, what, what is I'm that? I'm the Was it Darwin's law or whatever? Survival Skinner. of the fittest, and uh, you know, like natural law taking place, baby. That's that's all it is. So. I mean, getting through, you get the first look at Leatherface. Um, the first character to die is uh, Belfour, the actor who plays Kemper. Kemper's yep. the first one to go. Um, first look at Leatherface. Craig, we'll start with you because this was your first time in a, watching him in a movie. What'd you think? Did you like the way he looked in this movie? Was he too too big? What do you think? I mean, like, I, I, I played Dead by Daylight. I, I'm sure Nick might know what it is. Um, but, like, they have all, like, it's a collection of villains where, like, one person's the villain and four people are trying to escape and everything. So I, I've seen him, that character kind of in that game. But, like, that moment that he pops out and hits the guy and you see the blood splatter on the TV and then you start, he starts just dragging him. You're like, Shit, it's getting real pretty quick. So like, I, I was, I was, I like that part. I like how it didn't just come in and you see him, and he's like in a hallway, and he's like starts chasing him. I like how it's just quick, boom, first kill, get him, get him chained up, and you're like, okay, so this is where, like, it, it's the the whole setup for the first kill. You see, he's 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 just gonna brutally get him. You see that he's got a whole setup underneath in the basement, so you know that the house is a part of. The entire plot, and so you know, it's just it gives you everything you need to see in that first one. Nick, what do you think? You like the way he looks in this movie compared to some of the others, or yeah, this was probably ranked number one, and then then um, his classic look in the original movie. Um, but going based off the introduction, like. Because it does kind of take a while before you actually get to see Leatherface's character in his movie. Um, but with that blood splatter on the cartoon, <laughs> the TV, uh, the, the, the character's reaction always kind of 
cracks me up. Yeah, I mean, you kind of get the same reaction in, in Texas Chainsaw beginning, where like the moment a female sees him, they look at him, and then before he even does anything to him, they just scream in his face. Like, bitch, he hadn't even touched you yet, and you're just screaming because the way he looks, you deserve to get butchered. You know what I mean? How dare you judge a book by its cover? Which, okay, like, there's several different things. Like, especially what kicked me the most in this movie was the the uh, the butcher farm. Like, uh, the... The, the, the Bar-S factory? Yeah. I was just like, why in the hell would you go there when... There's so much in that house that looks like a meat factory gone wrong. You talk about at the end with the chase scene with Jessica Biel? Yeah, where she went through maybe, all of maybe Rocky's she goes, maybe body she goes, Maybe she goes in the meat factory because she thinks there might be help there. Might be working phones. Might be more employees that could help out. She, did, she didn't see the prequel, Edward. She doesn't know that that's where he used to work. No, but at the same time, like that thing looked worse than the freaking house did. Like, yeah, but I mean, you're at least you're running away from where everything initiated. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is there really much options to run to? <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, like, you're in the like middle of nowhere. Factory. It's, it's, it's not like she can run out across the street and go to Walmart. You know what I'm saying? Like, there it is. It <laughs> <laughs> to be Texas. <laughs> Which I'm not. I'm not. I, I said Bar S Factory was just a little fun. Uh, Bar S got some damn good baloney. It's the only baloney I buy. You know. Wink, wink, bar S. Hit, hit, hit up the podcast. I'm not going to say that. Um, so you guys kind of all agreed. Edward, do you like the look of the Leatherface character in this movie as well? Yeah. I mean, honestly, well, there's multiple masks, too. It's not just the one. Not in this you one, know. I don't think. Is there? Is there just like one or two? Two or three. I was about to say, I know too, because she wears uh, Kemper's face as a mask. Oh, yeah. Whenever yeah. she goes down to the basement, just looks at her, and it's just, she's like, oh, shit. You know? Uh, but yeah, no, I, it, it brought a bit more of a sadistic side to it, uh, as well as getting to reveal the Phantom of the Opera uh, behind the mask. Uh, you know, kind of, kind of crazy, but hey. Uh, and you know how we talked about Batman earlier? Andrew Bronowski, who plays Leatherface in this movie, plays Chip in Batman Returns, who is Christopher Walken's son. Christopher so, Walken. If you want to see what he looks like, nice, crisp, clean cut, he plays Chip in Batman Returns. Who um, is this? The guy who plays Leatherface. <laughs> we, yeah, nobody understood you, Edward. The Phantom of the Opera. There we go. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> he was doing his best, his best leather face impression. Fuck <laughs> um, Okay, let's talk about something else in this movie. You know, all these Texas Chainsaw movies, except for the first one, um, has all the gore you need. This movie in particular, is the gore too much? If not, how does it do for the gore for you guys? Uh, the part where he's peeling the dude's face off. Um, like, I mean, I know it's a part of his whole thing. With, but I was like, ooh. Like, there were, there were a few times where I, I actually said, ooh, out loud. Like, it was, I, mean, I don't know if that's good or bad. 
That's good. The part that always gets me is whenever, uh, well, it's like I forgot the character's name, but when he, uh, Leatherface is bringing him downstairs and you see his nails kind of just dragging against yeah. the, uh, the walls, like, always gets me. <laughs> no, what got me was when she was trying to help him off the hook. But kept on like dropping. I'm just like, on the piano. <laughs> he's like, leave me alone. Shit. See, we're all, we're, I like that. We're all different. We all have different scenes that get us. The scene that got me, honestly, is the one where the sheriff puts the, the gun in uh, Morgan's mouth and he like gags and has like, you know, spit come out of his mouth and he gags on the gun. Like, I bet you'd like that. I know uh, I didn't like it at uh, all. I don't, I don't like to see people gag and have a, Stuff like that come out of their mouth. So that's the scene that kind of got me. I can do the gore. I can do skin peeling. Um, I can do pulling, you know, guns out of people's crotches. But I can't do somebody gagging on a gun. When it comes to gagging, that's it for me. Yeah. I see. Before some of these scary movies used to be opposite, you know. Gagging used to be fun, you know. But now because of some of these movies, I'm like, man, I can't do the gagging anymore. Gagging used to be fun. Can we stop saying <laughs> gagging? <laughs> and put it down uh, some merch. <laughs> Bring back gagging. <laughs> make gagging great again. <laughs> make, it, make it fun again. Oh, like, gosh. Like, I mean, that was that was a very, a very uncomfortable scene, though, where he's like, he's like, and, show me exactly how she did it. And you got to look at it from the girl's point of view on the outside. They're in, they're outside the van watching. They're not seeing the sheriff be cruel and and man, manipulative and yeah. dangerous. You know, they they still think he's there to help. So they're like, "Dude, what are you doing, Morgan? Put the gun down." Um, but then they even a little bitch in there. He's not a. He's they not there to gag him out. Yeah. <laughs> He didn't pull the gun out of his crotch. Yeah. Oh. But the gun was there initially. <laughs> He's probably like, ugh. But wasn't so when when they show him the gun at the gas station, doesn't was this completely out of line for me, or did I get this correct? Does the sheriff smell the gun? He does. And he's like, that's exactly where it's been. Is, yeah. is that what he says? Yeah. That's kind of wild. Like. No different than when he's pulling the body out of the car and he's like, Oh, she's a little wet. What'd you feel <laughs> to her? Well, or the old which, is, which man. is all which is all improv, by the way, from Arlie Remy. What or the old legless man, you know, in the bathroom when he's trying to get help up from Jessica Beale and he's just, just straight up in there grabbing cheeks, her bro. ass. Mm. <laughs> like, watch that be probably not in the script, and he just did that. <laughs> Caught it on camera, 4K. Bro. <laughs> um, Not yet. But you know, I'm glad you guys again pointed stuff like that out because it's small things like that, mentioning of the gun, the way the smells, the way they feel, all this just being really, really eerie and creepy, and just part of the Texas Chainsaw lore of like, hey, it's this family that is just creepy. And out there, it's not just Leatherface. If anything, Leather—I'm not saying Leatherface is the victim, but if anything, he's the person who was brought up in all this craziness, and he's just acting the way he was brought up. Maybe. Hey, no, that's messed up because Jedediah is in the same family, and he still is a good person. But he may have some fucked up we, ass teeth. We don't know what they've forced Leatherface to do up to that point. Yeah. 
probably a whole lot of gagging because most definitely. Like, I mean, obviously, <laughs> I mean, th there's a bunch of stuff that's been butchered. So, I mean, if you do that at an early enough age and you continue to do it, oh, so you're saying you're, with Jeffrey Dahmer? Well, may no, maybe he's just wired to think like it's okay to do this stuff if you do it. Like, I can do it to these animals. Maybe he was forced to do it to a couple people, and then he just grows up and he's thinking like, like this is just normal. It's a small town. He's probably never been out of that house in his life. And let's let's look at it this way. Like, remember, Jedediah was in, in a few scenes later. He was kept outside from the family because he had been doing things wrong. He's not following their rules. So, yeah. can I come in yet, Granny? No, you <laughs> bitch, stay outside. <laughs> so, like, he's already in the doghouse because he's not listening to anybody. So maybe yeah. he's trying to. You know, do the right thing and not chop up humans or people or animals. Um, and, you know, this story is all loosely based off of Ed Gein. Um, so if you guys have or own the movie, there's a good little 30-minute Ed Gein documentary on there. Um, you guys can also YouTube a bunch of Ed Gein stuff and, you know, making furniture out of human skin, making all kinds of different things out of human skin. Um, so that's where all this stuff is loosely based off of. Um, and I think in even some of the older movies, you know, they're all cannibalisms. They 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 chop up the, the victims, use them for in some of the movies they use them as, as you know, in, in chili. Um, you know, when times are tough, you can't afford meat. You can't afford animals. Uh, you got to do what you got to do. Hell Yeah. And so they I've won, heard. and they won it. They won the Texas Chili Cookoff numerous times. <laughs> um, and you guys can actually go visit Ed Gein's grave site. It's unmarked. Oh, nice. It's unmarked, but it's in between his brother and his sister and his mom in uh, Plainsfield, Wisconsin. Pay your respects. <laughs> go pay so your respects. Yeah, he's buried in Plain Plainfield, Wisconsin. Population of Wisconsin. Like, that's where he, that's where all the murders and stuff happened. So it's not in Texas. Hell it's, no. It's, no, it's loosely based on Wisconsin and cheese heads, and then the story is just loosely based off of, you it's know, something that happened in Texas. Probably. Apparently, what he had was so much worse than what actually was shown in like this movie, the original, like all kinds of crap. Apparently, it was much worse. And he only died in 84. Isn't it wild how, like, <laughs> I don't want to say certain names for, um, Controversy at the department. For, for legal things, but, I mean, we had that running back that possibly killed somebody. Now he's making uh, millions of dollars in the NFL? No, not that one. Oh. He, he's out of the NFL already. <laughs> But I mean, like all these serial murderers were like in between the fifties and eighties. You know what I mean? Because there was lack of um, technology Internet. and everything. It's like, could you imagine if we had another one going around now? Like how wild that would be. Oh, I'm sure there are active, like serial killers now that we just, just haven't are, heard about. Yeah, yeah. You just, they're just not on the news, or you know, they're just not reported. Or it's yeah. or it's coincidental that they happen to be in a certain area and they just haven't found it. Yeah. 
Like, it's just crazy. I don't know. Um, but let's let's get back to the movie as we, we focused off and talked a little bit about uh, Ed Gein and some of the stuff out there. Um, what did you guys think about the last 10 minutes where, she, where it is a chase between Leatherface and and Jessica Biel's character? Um, Nick, we'll start with you. What did you think of the chase into the meat market? It was, it was, it was great, great stuff. Uh, what, what's even funny, like leading up to the uh, against the uh, factory, uh, Leatherface trips over the barbed wire fence. <laughs> Um, I just like the the being the the scenery and all that. It's pretty pretty cool. Um, that scene like was like ten minutes or so, like <laughs> for like a good chunk of time. Um, I love how she kind of just uses the, her surroundings as well, either as from like like the the cow meat and the uh, the lockers. Locker scene was pretty cool. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of have the same thoughts and feelings. I enjoyed the meat market, or meat market. I enjoyed <laughs> the meat factory scene. Um, I feel like it went on just a little too long. Um, but other than that, I, I thought it was a pretty fun scene. What about you guys, Craig or Ed? The meat market scene, it wasn't bad, but yeah, I mean. They could have cut a few things off this movie that didn't really need to be there. Um, it's good, but there there was just a few things that were just like, okay, this is a little overkill. Yeah, um, I agree. I, I think the you, you're talking about when you're, you're just seeing everything hanging from the ceiling, right? Is that what you're talking yeah. about? Or are you talking about? Just the, I mean, the, the last like 10, 15 minutes, the chase scene of going through the meat market where she eventually gets one up on him. He loses the arm. Right. And then, right. She, and then she escapes. Um, uh, I think it's just something. I mean, like, I don't know. She she cuts his arm off with a butcher knife. And like. That bit sharp, though. I know it's sharp. And I know it only takes a few times, but she hits him once here. He can't, like. You know, like, you know what I mean? Like, she surprised the shit out of him. She hits him four times before he's like, mm. "What do I do?" You know, like I understand the dude doesn't look the brightest. It's but you know what she she has that seventh heaven on her side. It's because he didn't do the chainsaw shake. <laughs> oh no, holding it above his head and the you know thing. Oh, yeah. yeah, he didn't do that. So. They're like, yep, this guy needs to go. He has to work on his cardio. Yeah. He does, man. <laughs> you know, at one point, I'm sitting here watching this, and I'm like, when a icon or when a horror legend loses a limb, they always come back with it on their wrist or something. You know, I know what you did last summer, Candyman. I was thinking, like, surely. Army of they- Darkness. Surely they didn't have an idea to where he loses the arm and then he puts the chainsaw in his arm and he becomes the Texas arm saw massacre. That's his boomstick. Bone saw is ready. Bone saw. <laughs> with three minutes. <laughs> That's Spider-Man. Yeah. But no, anyway, I, I kind of feel the same. Like I, I didn't 
losing the limb was good and was fun at the time, but looking back at it, I she shouldn't have been able to make it out. Well, I don't mind her getting out, but I just I didn't I didn't want him to lose the limb or lose the arm, you know. Especially that time, you know, nineteen seventy three, you know, Atari was just now getting ready to come out. Like he would not have been able to enjoy. Damn it. Video a lot game. of life, man. Yeah. Like bastards. I was dominant. What what a bitch. And then he oh, had sh- to shake the thing off, poor guy. <laughs> yeah. Clinton's arm kind of ruined any idea of going the sequel route. That's what they had to do a, a prequel route, but Yeah. Which <laughs> I enjoyed. Uh, like it like I said, if you guys haven't seen the prequel and you enjoyed this movie, I, I would highly recommend going back and watching the prequel. Um, so he loses the arm, then you kind of get into the whole night. This movie was a little too dark for me, and I'm not talking about like gore, I'm just talking about the lighting. <laughs> so if you're watching it with lights on around you, it is a little hard to watch. So I, I, I would recommend that, you know, lights being turned off and watching it that way. Um, but like, you know, in the original, the cha- the ending was happening in the morning. You could see a lot of stuff. It was it was good. Um, this one was a little hard to see. She gets in the eighteen wheeler, and you know, almost the same like Craig said at the beginning of the episode, full circle. She gets in the eighteen wheeler, and she's like, "No, we can't go back." And she almost causes that thing to flip. You know, um, what'd you guys think of the ending, teasing the eighteen wheeler like they did in the original, and then she finds a car. She she drives off. She kills the sheriff. Um, I don't mind that she killed the sheriff. I just don't like how she cussed at him while she was killing him. Like, if you're going to kill me, kill me. Just don't cuss at me while you're doing it. Have some fucking respect. <laughs> Asshole. What you, would you guys think of the ending where she, she drives off, kills the sheriff, and then uh, she's got the baby next to her? I mean, cheesy. What's she going to raise? Hills have eyes to be a good person? Oh, my God. Mm. That's essentially <laughs> what it is. I mean, don't get wrong. I feel like Hills Have Eyes got a lot. Did of, you uh, see Jedediah's teeth? But the uh, the baby wasn't related to them. It, it it was taken from some family. Correct. Like because there's that scene where she tells the uh, letter his sister. But like, like honestly, that's not yours. <laughs> honestly, would you want to keep that baby after you? Like, that's a reminder of that whole instance. I don't maybe and and there's an alternate ending that we can talk about and I'll bring up. So we don't know technically if she kept the baby because at least in the alternate ending, she's Jessica Beale is a lot older now and she's talking to like a, a therapist and she's like, you know, she, what happened to the baby? She put the baby up for adoption. So at at least in the if you watch the alternate ending, it shows that she did not keep the baby. She tried to put the baby up for adoption and she ends up, I guess. The trauma and the events were so serious, and she couldn't handle it. She ended up being thrown in the uh, psych ward. So that's an alternate ending for the movie. It just didn't show it. And she's like, you know, uh, she, she's telling the the person who's interviewing her, like, you guys got the wrong guy. Uh, the body that was found was not Leatherface because he had two arms. And then the camera goes back. And you see a very, very big obese person with one arm walking out into the sunset. 
And yeah, very, very large person with one arm. Was it Mama? No, it was Leatherface because he had one arm. <laughs> um, Do we ever see his real face? Yes. It's very dark, like what I was saying in the movie, too dark. <laughs> That's what I was saying. Like, I couldn't remember uh, if we ever. Dude, it looks like Phantom of the Menace or uh, Phantom of the Opera. It looks like Red Skull. A little bit. Yeah, you don't really have a nose. Yeah. Michael Jackson. <laughs> you said Phantom Menace. That's. I mean, he wasn't. <laughs> so Ed, Ed, Ed thinks the ending is kind of cheesy. Uh, Nick, what about you? What do you think about the ending? Uh, yeah, taking the baby is like, like, I get that she she, she disappeared to get hardwired the other car because in that whole scene like, she's trying to get that credit boy. Try to try to throw you off by thinking like she's why would first of all why would she be still on that the big truck eating Willard, <laughs> but and also like how did she get the baby? What the family is still in that um, the meat marketplace. Whenever, uh, whenever she's leaving the uh, how the trailer or whatever, the baby goes missing right after that, because they show a shot and they're like, "Where's the baby? I don't know," you know, kind of thing. And it was like a quick they, scene. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, I feel like um, Sheriff sure went out like a a better way of me just getting run over. It's 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 a sad moment, especially when it's like. The second best character in the whole film. <laughs> um, where Leatherface popping up at, like towards the end out of nowhere, like with the chainsaw with one arm. That's pretty. Pretty cool shot. Yeah, it just shows that how like he's he's got one arm, just a flesh wound, but he's still trying. Anybody? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Monty Python. Oh, that's no? funny. All right. Alright, never mind. And then, and then you, you have tried. <laughs> you know the, the also infamous ending where the uh the narrator who is narrated by uh is it John Lequet? He's narrated every single Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie that they've ever asked him to. Um so he's narrating the ending and you you know you hear him say this is the only known photo of, of Thomas Hewitt. Pretty pretty cool ending. Makes you think that it you know something like that really did happen and those events were true. Um, overall, I think we could all agree that it was a fun, uh, at least not unwanted ending, but at least it was a good. Uh, if this was the only Texas Chainsaw movie you ever see, it was a good send off for at least Leatherface. Um, right. Yeah. Does anybody have a favorite kill? Mine's gonna be Kemper. Yeah, the first one I'd agree with that one. Well, he, he gets like a two-parter because mm -hmm. it's the, he's the initial take down to the basement, and then she like pulls him out of the tub, and he gets it again. So I agree with you. I'll I'll, I'll take him as well. Nick. Mm. As stupid as the the kill is, I would just say the the friend hanging up on the hook, and then uh, freaking Jessica Bell stabbing him in the stomach. That I mean, it's not even by Leatherface, <laughs> but you see the idea. Like he's like, end it, finish it off for me. 
and she doesn't like go for like at least say finish off with seven and a heart or some. She just gets the stomach. She like, just gets the stomach and he just bleeds out slowly. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Uh, Ed, you have a favorite kill? Um, not really. I mean, honestly, Kemper's was good. Um, that would be the only one I could really truly kind of go behind, though. So, Kemper. All right, Ed, don't go too far. Uh, you got a favorite scene? Favorite scene? Probably the end. I mean, honestly, like the chase at the end. The meat, the meat scene that you did not like, but your favorite scene? Rocky Balboa's uh, <laughs> factory, you know. The Schmeet factory. Schmeet factory. Ed was just like, oh, there's meat. <laughs> <laughs> Wrapped Extra up. Meat. Wrapped up. Uh, if, if I had to pick uh, a favorite scene right offhand, I think it would be the initial scene where you probably get Leatherface on top of the van, and that's the first time that the girls really see him, and um, so I'd probably say that that's, that's my favorite scene is the first time that everybody else sees Leatherface. Here's Johnny. What about you, Craig? Uh, my favorite scene, <clears throat> like I said, um, Kemper's Kill. Um, just how, well, how quick the... The whack was. The whack. He's dragging him down to the basement. You just see him kind of putting them all together, doing some stuff to him, puts them in the tub. And so, so it's like... It's like you go from kind of unsure what's going on with this house and what's going to happen, and then just out of nowhere you get them, and, and, and it's it's kind of like it's like a, a you feel just kind of like that release. You're like, you know, like oh shit, like it's happening. Uh, you know, it's stop it. I didn't know how else to say it, but like you just you like you know what I mean. Like every time something unexpected happens, like you get that like the emotion. Oh shit. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, screw you guys. <laughs> uh, Nick, what about you? Do you have a favorite scene? Um, it has to be. I mean, I said the similar scene you just mentioned one. Uh, what the when they see him, but it's because it's Kemper's face on their face, and just seeing that <laughs> it's pretty. Uh, but I do also love. I like the scene when he's going against the. Uh, Andy, I believe his name is, is um, the dude from Grind. <laughs> oh, yeah, the one that gets hung, Andy? Yeah, the guy gets hung whenever uh, Leatherface trying to attack him with the, the chainsaw, and he's like kind of fighting back. With the four-way? That's a good scene. <laughs> <laughs> he's fighting the four-way after he gets hung. <laughs> All right, guys, Let's talk star rating, 1 out of 10, Texas Chainsaw 2003. One being absolutely the worst from, you know, one could probably be your, your Texas Chainsaw Netflix movie, 10 probably being the OG. So, um, Nick, you're, you're our guest. Let's, let's start off with you. What's, what's your star rating, 1 out of 10? Oh, threw, you threw at me. There, there is, there are some things, questionable things in this point. <laughs> um, 
I'm sitting either at honestly an eight and a half, nine. It's more like the biased opinion, though. Nice. Hey, tell her how you feel. Oh yeah. Um, you know, watching this franchise in a in a matter of just seven days, I thought it was going to be kind of rough. Seven um, days. But I, uh, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. So watching this movie involved in the in the, in that whole franchise sit through was was kind of fun. It's a breath of fresh air. It's honestly a really good reboot when you want to compare it to the original. Um, taking out the whole Jedediah storyline, though, I'm going to have to drop this just a little bit. I'm going to give it a seven um, for the simple fact of the Jedediah Hills Have Eyes storyline. Um, I know you wanted to go a little different and add your own family and add a few more extra family members. But, I mean, it's it's Leatherface. I, I feel like it doesn't need it. Um, Was Lord, this written by Vin Diesel? No. Family. <laughs> gore, um, but like gore story, um, characters essentially away from the extra family members. I still enjoyed it. I think it's one of the better horror reboot movies out there, even 20 years later. So, seven stars for me. Craig, what about you? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of the, the horror genre as a whole is like. Kind of getting to me. Like uh, I don't like, I don't like seeing people get killed, man. So it's like it's rough. <laughs> I was like poking through, like what's happening. Um, so I mean, I had a few issues with it. Um, the girl at the beginning, she, um, the whole, she could have told them what was going on, and they could have been prepared or something. But she just off herself, like. I don't know. I just think, like I just feel like there could have been a few more things that could have changed. But overall, like it, it's a horror, it's a horror film, and it had horror vibes. I wish the lighting could have been a little bit better in some spots, um, just so you could. I know I just complained about seeing it, but like so you could see a little bit more in detail because it was kind of like everything was like blurred, but also dark, so it was like kind of hard to differentiate. Um, so what's the difference between people and Chitari? And why do you not mind seeing Chitari die? What's Chitari? Chitari. Or Katari? Katari. What are you talking about? The aliens and the Avengers. Ed's stroking out. Mm. What's the difference? I'll tell you yeah. what the difference is. They're not people. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm giving you shit. That's all. But... That's like saying... Why would you rather eat vegetables instead of rocks? Like it's not there's there's not the they're different. But one's dead and one's alive. Exactly. Rocks are, one's, rocks are dead. So are the Shatari because they're not real. So uh so I'll give it a six. Craig gave it a six. Ed star rating. I'm gonna go ahead and go with a seven. Uh Jessica Bill gets a nine and a half. Uh, Not from you. <laughs> no, you're true. That's right. Twelve. <laughs> but uh, you okay? But uh, I, just I think it was funny because how quick I said it. That's funny. 
But yeah, I mean, honestly, there was some there was some stuff that could have been cut. There was a few problems. There was a few storylines that didn't need to be in there. Um, overall, it's a good movie. Uh, it's a good way to kind of explore it, but at the same time, like some stuff's not necessary. So, well, guys, that that was our star rating. That was our review. That was our conversation about Leatherface and the 2003's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Next week. We are diving back into the Conjuring universe. We're talking uh, the Conjuring Two um, from 2016. This is Zach's pick, so hopefully Zach will be with us next week to talk about the Conjuring universe. Is it an so, overrated universe? Is it an overrated movie? We'll talk about it next week. Um, don't forget, emails is also coming back next week as well. Um, yeah. So yeah. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Anybody have any final thoughts before we close the coffin on this episode? Hmm. Motherfucking uh, oh, oh, Matthew McConaughey wasn't in this. Wasn't in this Mm. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. (laughs) But he is in Next Generation. So if you've seen Texas Chainsaw Next Generation, he's in that movie. Hey, he is. Hey, didn't I say? Oh my Last god, here week, we go. Texas Longhorn Massacre. <laughs> it wasn't a Longhorn Massacre. Dude, dude I, I bet on I bet on the Texans, dog. Like d- uh the You wanna see you wanna see the, the, the money receipt? Because I bet on OU. Nah man, you, you hurt me. You I'm hurt that. me. You hurt all, me. All, it was you know what going back at it, it's the first time I've mentioned the game all week. It was a fun game. It really was. After the first two Texas drives, Quinn Ewers and that Texas team absolutely dominated where they needed to dominate. They didn't close it out on defense like they should have. But I am certain that Oklahoma might have won the battle, but they will not win the war. December, Big 12 championship game. Hopefully both teams can make it back. Something tells me, though, that these Big 12 referees may not want both teams to be in this game. I don't know. It's Probably just, not. The way the officiating happened in the game, there was a lot of calls for OU that, that went a certain way. There were some calls on Texas that went a certain way. The Big 12 officiating in this game, to me, was, was just not fun on both sides of the ball. Both you teams. know what it is? I think the Big 12 is just incapable of having an efficient conference. So so I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I, I really, truly do believe that there's going to be another – Rematch. I, be, I think it's going to happen in December at Cowboys oh, yeah. Stadium. Yeah, it's it's tough to beat a good team twice. That's that's all I'm going to say. We 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 can all agree that the <laughs> Big Twelve is in shambles after these two teams leave, though. Oh yeah, especially yeah, how like, they're playing right now, bro. You're looking at the rest house. of the conference, and it's like, well, your next best team is Kansas, bro. Kansas. And I know I know a lot of people were upset that Texas only dropped to nine. Um, I, I don't. I, I think nine is is good. I know a lot of OU fans wanted to be higher and wanted Texas to drop a little bit more, but uh, you know, I, I don't. I don't think it's going to happen. I, I think they're going to just slowly start climbing again because uh, they lost on on a, on a neutral field and only by three points. So, uh, dude, cool. I thought Texas was going to be to seven, and I thought OU was going to be to like eight. Well, or well, you know what's going to happen? Right? You know what's going to happen Uh-oh, is if both teams do finish the rest of the way undefeated. And it's OU versus Texas in the Big 12 championship. That means that 
obviously Michigan and Ohio State play the last week or so of the season. So one of them are going to drop below. Oregon and Washington play this weekend. So if Texas keeps losing, Oregon, Washington, one of them have to lose. It could be a top five, top six matchup in Arlington. Oh, yeah. An all-timer and one final goodbye. Yeah, shootout. What, what a fumbling the Red River rivalry from the Big 12. What a stupidity, bro. Stupidity. Yeah. And Bedlam. I mean, honestly, you're like, what, second you're or third losing, best? You're losing your two best rivalries yeah, in the but, conference. But let's, let's face it. Bedlam is not a rivalry because Oklahoma 100%. just dominates that series. Right? <laughs> 100%? So, Look, man, if we get if we get beat by y'all, it's fun to see it, okay? It's only a rivalry because you get to talk trash to your neighbor. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if they were out of state, it wouldn't be a rivalry. So next week... We're back at it again. Conjuring 2. Nick, the door is always open. Um, anytime you want to you know, come in and talk some movies with us, um, we're here. Appreciate this episode. Um, anybody else that's out there, thank you for your support. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you guys next week on another new episode of the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. Ooh.